0: Besides me, in that it does look like Sanders is rolling and that two-thirds of this country thinks we're going in the right direction and you have a guy who wants to burn it down. To me, he I, I just don't see him having any shot in a general election. I'm panicked. I am absolutely panicked. Well, no. well Donnie, uh, get a paperback <laughs> and breathe into it deeply uh, because we are still in February. The okay. uh, spring, uh, spring training games haven't officially started. <laughs> There you go. Donnie Deutsch on MSNBC. The only person I saw one that I saw in the punditry class that on election day he was also panicked 2016. And Joe Scarborough said, What's prominent? He said, I think this psychopath's going to get elected. Oh boy. He didn't mean the president, did he? He did. He meant oh. his old friend, Donald Trump. But he's the only one that understood it. He's a marketing guy. He's not a politics guy. He understands the way people think and waves and trends and stuff. Hmm. And he thinks Bernie's the guy. And he thinks Bernie has no chance of winning. But anyway, yeah. and he's in a panic over. I like Ian Bremmer's tweet. I don't understand. Oh, no, no. Sorry, I got the wrong one. Um, uh, Bloomberg comes off better in his commercials. <laughs> Ian Bremmer dryly put. Yeah, well, I'd say we'll play you some of those clips coming up.
2: It was funny. Jack and I were just uh, discussing at the the end of the last segment about what a disastrous night Bloomberg has. And the minute the segment ends, I glance over to our bank of TVs, and there are Bloomberg ads everywhere. And and we we're discussing. Uh, Positive Sean mentioned that uh, the guy was at a taqueria in Mexico, and here's on the Spanish language uh, station a Bloomberg ad. So he's just everywhere. How many people have seen those ads versus how many people will realize he got the hell beat out of them?
0: Not to continue to quote Donnie Donnie Deutsch, but he said maybe seven and a half million people watched the debate. More people will hear his ads today. He's an advertising guy. He understands how that works.
2: Right. Yeah, I wonder. Well, there's been a, a, a death, a celebrity death. If you well, nobody knows this guy's name, but he was an icon of early computing. Larry Tesler has died at age 74. Condolences to the family. Certainly, he started working in Silicon Valley in the early 60s. Computers of the early 60s were a different beast. I was fortunate as a kid, a very a small kid, must have been, gosh, around 1970 or something like there that. There you go. Thank you, Gladys. There I was, knee high to a grasshopper, and uh, one of my dad's associates or friends worked for IBM or something and and brought us to the computer area and it was a giant room with r- roaring air conditioning systems and my my childlike memory my child's memory remembers about hmm, 40 of these big servers that were six seven feet tall and four feet wide, with you, the tapes going. Chink, 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 chink. And you
0: could probably plug in four plus nine, and it would give you thirteen after a few minutes.
2: Well, well right. It, it probably the the phone I I have here uh, in my pocket was probably more powerful than that assembly. Of oh, computers. guaranteed. Yeah, almost. Did they certainly. tell you about the ones and zeros? Uh, they did. Punch cards. There were punch cards involved. I remember that and tapes. But anyway. Um, that's when Larry Tesler started uh, working in Silicon Valley, and he is widely said to be the guy who is responsible for cut, copy, and paste commands. Well, really? He gets the the credit for that. The inventor of copy and paste. That's huge. I remember a couple years ago when the guy who invented uh, Control-Alt-Delete died. (laughs) Right. Right. Let's see. What's something no one would ever press Accidentally. Yeah and then obviously he went on from there and worked in user interface design making uh, systems more user friendly and that sort of thing um uh, he was an interesting guy anyway the father of uh, cut paste copy etc Now see I'm I'm fine with the cut copy paste
0: thing and it is how about delete how do you feel about delete Well it's interesting on how these things somebody makes a decision early on and it just stays that way forever mm-hmm. um so and that's the way it is like the guy who said we should change some password should be a certain thing. And he, he has since said, I just they gave me like an hour to come up with something. Right. And I came up with that. None it's of not this, great. It's, it's really not very good. So why are we still doing it? Yeah. Uh, I would like to meet the person who decided electronics have to beep and I will fight them, and I will kill them with my bare hands. Wow! And I will go to prison, but I will have saved humanity. The guy who decided, you know, it'd be cool if electronics beep whenever you press a button. Mm. Whoever made that decision, and we continue
2: with it, why? I have no idea. I tell you what, if it's the same guy who decided that when you press the lock button on your key fob, your horn honks on your car, if it's the same guy, I will be there with you, I will aid (laughs) in the homicide, and I will gladly go to prison with you. And I will spend the rest of my days in my cell smiling, glad I took him out. I despise that. Yeah. And you people, I hate a the lot microwave of cars now.
0: Uh, the, the microwave thing. I put my co- coffee in there. Beep, beep 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 beep. I don't need all these effing beeps. Drives well, me insane. It's so you know that it it it. Hit. I would. I think we'd all be fine if we didn't grow up with the beeps. Yeah. Or how about a soft kind of click sound?
2: <sighs> click click click. Yeah, like I like that sound. tiny <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Or maybe a hum. <gasps> Maybe it would play a melody for you. Yeah,
0: something nice. Yeah. Something that yeah.
2: isn't like a knife in my brain. I tell you what, and you people who, and I have at least one vehicle like this. I might have multiple vehicles like this. Where you press it once and it locks. You press it again, it honks at you. Right. To confirm ah! it. I tell you what, go in your driveway, maybe you're among the privileged privilege class, you got a garage. Go into your garage, press it once, standing right there. And see it lock try the try the handle if you want it's locked then unlock it do the same thing again lock it and just try it maybe after four or five times you'll be convinced if you press it once it will lock and you don't have to freaking honk your horn at you know somebody who's walking a foot in front of your vehicle or whatever too much noise in the modern world I'm sorry too much noise in the modern world.
0: So we're, we're going <laughs> to just play. want to
2: say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum?
0: We're going to play some highlights from the debate coming up, all right? Oh, they oh. got into it. Bloomberg got destroyed. Uh, Sanders walked out completely unscathed, and he is far away the
2: frontrunner. Amy Klobuchar came this close to sucker punching Mayor Pete in the ear and just dropping him to his youthful knees. I
0: think she'd probably beat the hell out of him, too. Put him in a headlock, <sighs> drag
2: him around the stage. It's a fair fight. How old is she? She's got to be 50. A lot older than Pete. Yeah, I don't know a lot of 50-year-old women who enjoy fisticuffs, but she's a tough old broad. 59. Yeah. Oh, really? She's a pretty youthful 59-year-old.
0: Um, I'll touch on this, maybe get into it later, because this didn't come up in the debate last night. In a speech yesterday, Mick Mulvaney, the White House Chief of Staff, says Republicans are hypocrites on deficits.
2: Boring. Nobody cares. No, boring. Don't care. The government is Santa Claus. It should give us everything we want, (laughs) and And nobody should pay ever. And who said something mean to somebody else? The elves make the entitlements. We don't have to pay.
0: Uh, Acting White House Chief of Staff said Republican Party is hypocritical when it comes to deficits. My party is very interested in deficits when there's a Democrat in the White House. The worst thing in the whole world is deficits when Barack Obama was president. Then Donald Trump became president and we're a lot less interested as a party, Mulvaney said.
2: He's the acting chief of staff. Yes.
0: This is extraordinary. I love it. The um, guy who ran the Office of uh, Management and Budget before taking the chief of staff role said he found the growing deficit, which I'm not going to say acting. That's a that's a thing Trump has invented. Uh, he, he doesn't make everybody anybody permanent all the time for a variety of reasons that benefit him. So you mm. might as well just call them what they are. All righty. It's just, he's, Trump's reinvented the way things work. Mulvaney's been chief of staff now for what, two years? I You're the know. chief of staff. Loose track. Um, anyway, the, like the guy, he just, yesterday, there was some controversy. He named somebody to be the head of the intelligence, something or other, right. replacing the acting and this yeah, the acting. Mm-hmm. Everybody's acting now. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's so you don't have to get them confirmed or something. Anyway, it's a very clever trick. If you temporarily hire an actor, are they an acting actor? Maybe. Um, anyway, he said the found, he found the growing deficit, which reached almost $1 trillion in 2019, soaring in the Trump era, extraordinarily disturbing, but that neither party nor voters care much about it. Republicans, he said, were evolving since Trump became president. Uh, this is from the Washington Post, so, of course, they really like the him hammering the Republicans for it. But the point of his speech was neither party... And no voters care about the deficit, and it's going to doom us. Well, I was
2: just going to say, I don't think there's really a constituency for responsibility. Where we are, you know, either children or people, uh, you know, eight hours into a cocaine binge. We just, we have no sense of responsibility. But, uh, you know, I'm not sure there's a radio audience for it. Didn't Rush Limbaugh say, essentially, that there's no constituency for this anymore? Yep, yep, yep. Who which might is, uh, argue with El Rushbo, God which, uh, bless him, which is interesting. Yeah, it is. You it's a little it disappointing. Be I like if you and your wife
0: just gave up on talking about the fact that your credit cards are maxed out. Right. And you can't make your
2: house payment. And just wait till the deputies show up to evict you.
0: Boring. That's your plan. Your wife says, our, our credit cards are maxed out. How are we going to pay for anything? Oh,
2: again with this?
0: Oh, geez, constant. I come home every day. It's the we have no money.
2: You want to uh, have the, uh, the Opus 1 or the Dom Perignon tonight, honey? Uh, blah, budget, blah, blah, blah. You're so funny. But, uh, you know, I as you know, Jack, this about me, I'd rather be right than happy. So I suppose I'll um, just continue griping about it and... Until you know, metaphorically the deputies come and evict us from this studio. So people Oh, 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 speaking of our relationship with the audience, we really do owe the folks an apology. Um at the beginning of next segment, then we can get back to the debate, which was a bloodbath, but we really need to apologize to the folks. Okay, I don't even know what this is about. Well, it's pretty bad. Is it? It is. Okay. Well, stay I'm tuned. ashamed. Well, we ruined a lot of people's day yesterday. We did. We did. Okay, stay tuned.
1: show in the personal attacks, Buttigieg calling out Klobuchar for being unable to name the president of Mexico in an interview earlier
0: this week.
2: You're literally in uh, part of the committee that's overseeing these
0: things, and we're not able to speak to literally the first thing about the politics of the are country you, to ourselves.
1: Are you trying to say that I'm dumb, or are you mocking me here,
0: Pete?
1: I'm I me I made an note. error. Klobuchar firing back. You've memorized a bunch of talking points and a bunch of things, but I can tell you one thing Thing, what the people of this country want, they want a leader that has the heart for the immigrants of this country,
0: and that is me. You know, I mean? Warren taking them, and she, and Amy, said at one point, "We can't be all, all be as perfect as you, Pete." <laughs> which, wow, which I thought was a pretty good blow because he just has that look of the kind of guy that if you knew him. He's always right about everything. Got everything buttoned down. Everything's perfect with him. His oils change every 3,000 miles. Everything is just always perfect. Uh, That's the... Eddie Haskell, was that the leave-it-to-beaver yeah, yeah, character? He's yeah. got that vibe to him quite a bit, yeah. I well, think.
2: That's the knock among young voters. is He's a he's a carefully pre-packaged, uh, synthetic candidate dreamed up by Wall Street. Yeah. I, like, I don't know to what extent that's no. fair I, as a Midwestern small-town mayor, but...
0: I'm a, I'm a Pete fan, but I, I thought that was a good a blast, that we can't all be as perfect as you, just because he has that perfect look. Went to Oxford, military, blah, 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 everything. Right. Um, uh, uh, we should play it at some point. Elizabeth Warren's defense of amy klobuchar over not knowing the name of the the president of mexico i thought was really good and an interesting thing to step into
2: it was and i uh, i, I never i look- never know if it's sincere with her or calculated because oh, if it was calculated it was brilliant i got something on that in a
0: second but right. um uh i thought that was a mistake as you mentioned earlier for pete to go on
2: the whole you didn't know the name of the president of mexico that just <laughs> it just seems so small and listen call me a nationalist or a nativist or something i'm not by the way but um Having that nice Mexican lady berate our candidates for not knowing enough about Mexico. I just found that a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I didn't know that. You're a failed narco state. Listen, I think she ought to know the name of the president of Mexico. I'm surprised she didn't, but I don't necessarily need you making that one of the big issues of this debate. It
0: just, the vibe was really weird. So on the authenticity thing, we played it earlier. And uh, we got to leave room for the apology. Okay, I'll, I'll make this fast, um, right, please. Uh, Bernie,
2: please. with your blah blah blah.
0: <laughs> Elizabeth getting into it with the billionaire Mike Bloomberg, and, and I mean, really going after him and everything like oh, that yeah. was pro- probably the highlight of the debate. Savage, and uh, we'll play that again later. But Lawrence O'Donnell pointed out um, in the post coverage on MSNBC. I'll bet he didn't like the hammering she gave him. <laughs> <laughs> he said, um, just to, you know, for people who weren't here here in the audience. During the next commercial break Elizabeth Warren and Mike Bloomberg were uh, smiling and laughing and and hanging out during the sta- uh, you know during the break and huh. looked, to, looked to be very friendly and Jonah Goldberg tweeted out, I don't think Lawrence O'Donnell is helping Elizabeth Warren by revealing that she and Bloomberg chatted pleasantly and respectfully during the commercial break and makes it seem a little like her on-camera outrage was performative and not real. Right? Stop the hammering. I'd say
2: absolutely true. Well, that's, yeah, that's what she did, Lawrence. She wanted to look
0: like, I hate this guy, and I'm bringing it, and I'm tough. and Raise money for me, because I'm not going to stand up for this guy who hates women. Yeah. But if it was completely phony, and you're yucking it up during the commercials.
2: Huh. Now, that won't reach many eyes and ears. Probably not. But that is uh, that is revealing, isn't it? So, listen, got this note uh, from Christian from beautiful Rockland, California, and I read it partly because it's uh, it's not the only one. It's far from the only one. Here I am sitting in my cubicle trying to get some work done, but I can't. I'm trying to analyze numbers, edit reports, but I can't focus on anything except for this godforsaken song that's stuck in my head over and over. You two have lost a listener. This is the song he's talking. There's a
3: hole in the sky where that tree once was. Somebody's making making money. money. (laughs) From the
2: Seattle City Council meeting. Do we have it?
3: What's going on? Now nothing remains but that. Hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money There's a hole in the sky where the tree Do we once have any was where Somebody's she's about making the tree. money There's an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood a developer is being greedy There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood Wait for it Such a lack of life and sound All that's left is bare muddy ground A magnificent tree was murdered The mighty dollar cut it down I'm doing my jazz hands in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making, making money there's a <laughs> no. hole in the sky I, I where the tree luckily once was. kristen from rockland somebody's is tuned out for the rest of his life so. protect exceptional so, right, trees make it stop
0: <laughs> so that was the actual seattle city council meeting and uh this woman shows up and she's got a person dressed as a tree behind her yes and, st- and
2: several uh like chorus members singing along with her
0: did they keep a straight face i mean they're serious about oh, that oh they're, they're dead serious they're saying this tree was
2: murdered yes so. Yeah, they're not going to laugh and joke about a murder And jack. somebody was making money. And somebody's making yeah, money. Yeah, that's uh that's yeah, kind of a key pretty catchy point.
0: tune though. It's hard to get that out of your head.
2: Speaking of nature, uh Kevin has the following questions, a philosophical question, a thought starter if you will. Uh if you had a rifle out in the woods and you saw a Sasquatch, would you let it go and have no one believe your story or would you kill it and bring it to the scientific community and risk ruining the future of the Sasquatch species?
0: Everybody yelling at you for killing Sasquatch. Right. We finally found one, and
2: you put a bullet in it. It was I, coming right for me. But I proved
0: <laughs> it Are exists. Are you going to
2: self-defense? Yeah. You put a gun in its hand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You shot it three times in the back. Wow. It was running away from me in a you've menacing never seen fashion. A, you've
0: never seen a Sasquatch attack. They just spin around and around.
2: Geez, <laughs> I, I stood my ground. That <laughs> was bad luck. Ah, oh, that is a fact. You know, it's, uh, it's hard to say, because I usually hunt with baby Hitler. And so (laughs) I wouldn't want to offend the the young German lad by shooting this. Oh, it's difficult. But thank you, Kevin. The line of the night from the
0: debate came from the guy who got pummeled. We'll play that coming up next.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: I believe in democratic socialism okay, for no. working people, not billionaires. What a wonderful country we have. The best-known socialist in the country happens to be a millionaire with three houses. What'd I miss here? Well, you'll miss that I work in Washington, House That's 1. That's the first problem. Live in Burlington, House 2. That's good. And like thousands of other Vermonters, I do have a summer camp. Forgive me for that. Where is your home? Which tax... Which tax haven? New you York, have your home? New York City. Thank you very much, yeah, and right, I yeah, pay so all I'm my taxes. This. It's uh, pretty amusing that a guy with like eight homes worth fifty million dollars is going after, and it, that number may be actually low now that I think about it. But <laughs> um, th- that he's going after Bernie, but it was a hell of a good shot.
0: You know what's interesting though is the crowd, and that's why crowds and debates are so unfair. You have an uh, an average crowd. That line, people roar at that line. Certainly, if you had a Republican-leaning crowd, people roar at that line. Mm-hmm. It was kind of uncomfortably quiet yeah. when somebody, when Amy Klobuchar stood up for capitalism at one point. There were like three people that clapped. So his really good blast at the socialist candidate. People were kind of uh, that's I'm yeah, uncomfortable because that. Yeah. that was a great line. <laughs> yes, it the was. The best well-known socialist in the country is a millionaire with three houses. Yeah, groan quiet yeah
2: well that's but that's, how, that's a good line that's what always freaking happens in socialism because uh, all the money flows through the government and everybody sucks to the, try the, the, the
0: we are talking about the debate last night and we will be throughout the morning here and there
1: horse-faced lesbians and
0: uh oh, and the various boy. ways that uh unfortunate things came up here and there um somebody had a uh a dumpster fire that said this is bloomberg's money going through tweets i saw last night mm. Uh, be hilarious if every commercial during the debate was a Bloomberg ad. Um, well, they're sure carpeting the uh, the airwaves. I <laughs> like when they went to the first commercial. I saw a tweet. The MSNBC cut to commercial break, so you couldn't see Bloomberg's cornerman rushing out with an ice pack and a bucket. Yeah, yeah, there was a little bit of that. <laughs> um, uh, guys, this was intense. I feel like we all went on a, on a major journey together. <laughs> One analyst <laughs>
2: said <laughs> that was funny.
0: Yeah, uh, it was oh.
2: uncomfortable, man. That was some real hostility, oh, yeah. although it, uh, some of the Liz's has been called into question. But as I said earlier, she distinguished herself as a prosecutor. I'm not sure as a president, but as a, as a savage surrogate or vice president or candidate or something like that. She just absolutely leapt to the top of that list.
0: The Warren team said they had their best, best fundraising hour they've had in the entire campaign last night after she came out hot against Bloomberg and took him down a couple of notches. You know what's
1: funny Fat about that? Fat and horse-faced lesbians.
0: That's
2: right. That's, uh, She's asking for their vote? Or, no, I'm quoting sure. Bloomberg. Oh, there you oh. go. So, uh, but that's, what's funny about that, and I think it says something about the psychology of voters and contributors, is she really didn't do much to distinguish herself in terms of policy or leadership or anything like that. She was great at taking people down a peg. She was a great attacker, a great prospect prosecutor um and people just respond with their credit cards or their ven ven's mo you
0: can't make the mistake of treating it like an actual debate because that's not what these things are no um oh my god chuck todd referencing buddha essay from high school which by the way was in 2000 i found that shocking
2: both of those things are surprising (laughs) but yeah um what was
0: with uh chuck todd's hair by the way that's really the story of the night what is going on there he had the Caesar cut when it was popular in the 90s when he had more hair. Yes. He's staying with the same haircut as, one, that haircut's not in style, and, two, he's losing his hair. so he's It's just a come got, forward. He's just got a couple of strands. Yeah, exactly. It's Trumpian. Really? he um, got to bicket. That's really the only solution I see for him bick it yeah just go go razor on top you got to shave it all off oh Oh, yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. well
2: maybe he's got a misshapen noggin i agree with
0: this from uh, some pundit y'all are cheering warren's attack lines and talk about her like she's winning this thing while ignoring that sanders the clear front runner is on track to come out of this debate unscathed more or less yeah warren is doing an amazing job landing attacks on people who aren't poised to win the nomination Uh, We mentioned this earlier, but it's worth mentioning again. Mind-blowing fact of the day. If Bill Clinton had walked on the stage last night, at his current age, he would have been the second youngest man on the stage. (laughs) Which is absolutely amazing. Wow. Because he's been around forever and is an old, frail man. Yes. Uh, Jonah Goldberg tweeted, how dare you ask for the medical records of a 78-year-old candidate who had a heart attack a couple of months ago? How
2: dare you? Yeah, there's something going on there. What What is Bernie hiding? Mental health issue? you got a large prostate, diverticulitis, scabies, tapeworm. One testy. <laughs> wow. It's possible, yes. A man
0: called Tim... Or Al- none. Uh, a pundit called Tim Alberta tweeted, The story of this debate is Elizabeth Warren eviscerating all of her rivals except the one who happens to be the front runner, and also happens to be directly obstructing the path to the nomination. Well, a lot of the speculation, at least on the right, is she wants to be Bernie's VP. Right. Um uh, I think it's an appealing ticket to a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, that would be... Well, she's the only person that comes close to getting really fired up crowds like a Bernie and a Trump. Yeah. And, well, you had both of them out there. And as we heard with Bloomberg, she's good as an attack dog. She'd be
2: great out there just yeah. saying the
0: things the candidate can't say. Horse-faced lesbians.
2: Wait a minute. No, they, sh- they probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, you're so right, Jack. And it just occurred to me. I was eyeballing our clips trying to figure out what to play, and my eyes alit on Liz Warren laying waste to Pete and Amy's healthcare plans. Mayor Pete and Amy Klobuchar. I mean, Pete's a significant player, but Amy, really? So, wait a minute. If she has the hots for the Veep slot on the Bernie ticket, that makes perfect sense. Kneecap and moderates, serving as the attack dog, laying off on Bernie, it's all fitting together and david Axelrod. and then, you know what if he croaks of an infarction between now and the convention maybe uh, maybe she uh, she gets the nod hmm. just keep wow yeah that that's starting to fit in my mind cuz is anybody taking her seriously as the eventual winner at this point really uh, well
0: not before last night yeah um, maybe after last night i don't know uh, and then finally this one from david based on her being good at being mean I think there's a lot of people that saw Bloomberg as a stand in for Trump, and they would love to see Warren on a debate stage trying to do that same playbook against Donald Trump. True, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and David
2: Axelrod, campaign manager for Barack Obama, tweeted So the. this Oh, he's also mustachio jack, which reminds me. Thank you, Sean, for showing me that Photoshop picture of Mayor Pete with Tom Selleck's mustache. I'd vote for that's it. That's making the rounds. Looks pretty good. He looks pretty good with the serious stash. Uh, I don't know how much that would help his chances. He looks like he's 13, so it couldn't hurt. But anyway, I'm sorry, Jack. You were making a, a substantive point.
0: Various socialist policies got huge applause. Um, you know, giving away all kinds of stuff that, that that can't actually happen. But the fact that people in the crowd want it troubles me greatly. But anyway, various socialist policies got huge applause. The blasted socialism that Bloomberg had got nothing, mm-hmm. and the standing up for capitalism got a smattering of applause. So right, that crowd was clearly way toward the socialism scale uh no doubt about it and how was that crowd composed I have no I idea I have no idea who who got passes or what have you if if the Democratic Party is as if the establishment doesn't want Bernie they didn't stack the crowd pro- properly nope they stacked the crowd for the Bernie Elizabeth wing I mean that was very clear from the beginning
2: yeah yeah boy there was savagery Amy hates Pete Pete resents Amy. Bloomberg he well he was just getting kicked by everybody
0: so I have read so many different books about campaigns and running for office and stuff like that because I'm I don't know I'm into it for some reason and I've read many different times it, it, sometimes you start you hate your opponent I mean that it starts that way you run against somebody that you really don't like you think's a bad person. I think that'd be true with a lot of these people in Trump. Or vice versa. But often you start, you have perfect respect for them, you like them, you disagree, you're from the other party, but you end up hating them. You almost always end up hating them by the end, Mm, most candidates say. And I'd say Amy and Pete are there. Yeah. Where they they probably started with Midwestern, you know, respect for each other, slight differences of opinion. She hates him now. I don't know
2: how he feels about her, but. Yeah. Well, he humiliated her. Yeah. Yeah. On stage for some reason. Not exactly sure why. Clearing his path to Postmaster General or something? <laughs> I
0: don't. I don't know. How about this? The stubble. A lot of people pointed out that Mayor Pete clearly hadn't shaved recently. Th- does he think that olds him up a little bit
2: if he's got a little stubble? Entirely possible. Or just yeah.
0: or just um, uh, makes him seem a little more uh, edgy because he he's the opposite of edgy. I don't know what the opposite of edgy
2: is. Howdy doody. I don't know what the right word is. But yeah. he
0: is just so young, fresh faced, clean cut. He, if he could hold a cigarette, that'd be the best thing. If you put him in a movie, you'd want him to have a cigarette, because he'd immediately be just a little more dangerous and edgy. Yes. That's I what could... he should do, is you'd have one of those silver ashtrays sitting on the top of the podium there, and he'd... Well, I'll tell you what, Amy, and then he flicks it and puts it down and right. starts talking, blows some smoke
2: Squ- out of his nose, squints <laughs> <laughs> through the smoke, <laughs> yeah, curls up next to his eye. <laughs> um, well, every, every man in the world looks younger when they're clean-shaven. So, yeah, I suspect he uh, let... Uh, Two three days growth uh, fill in there and trying to look a little more I don't know
0: or had a the, old had the kind of night in Vegas I've usually had you just you get up a little late and you're feeling a little rough and
2: a little regretful wondering what you're doing with your life and, you can stay on your feet through a shower you're feeling good about it this isn't the hotel I checked into <laughs> right. yeah I wonder what am I paying for this room yeah okay well mm, or uh, how about uh, let, let's hear uh, clip forty one. Just to sum things up here, Mayor Bloomberg, that he was the first time up on the stage, on a debate stage with this group. How would he respond? They tore the skin off him yesterday, uh, last night in Las Vegas.
0: Wow, went ISIS.
2: Yikes. Yikes. Didn't see that guy. <laughs>
0: Skinning an old man. Oh. This is a cruel
2: party. Wow, politics is a tough sport. Yikes. <laughs>
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well
3: I'm running down the road trying to I got seven
0: women. And John, it really. What what a free-for-all last night but it really seemed like all the candidates on their stage making calculations for their own reasons felt they had to stop Mike Bloomberg before he faces voters on Super Tuesday. No question, George. Bloomberg qualified for the debate at the last minute and only after the DNC changed the rules. But there's no question that he would have been better off if he didn't qualify. <laughs> no question it would have been better off if Michael Bloomberg hadn't qualified for the debate last night. I don't think you can argue with that.
2: No, there's I heard no one way. of his surrogates trying to and they came off as full of crap. There's
0: no way he's in a better position this morning than he was before the debate last no, it was, night.
2: No, it was a disaster.
0: And was if you it don't hubris
2: know, that led him to not prepare for the obvious shots um oh. the sexism thing with the non-disclosure and the stop and frisk his well I've thought about I feel bad about it I changed my mind how about throw in a look there was huge crime in black and Hispanic neighborhoods we were trying to save black and Hispanic victims the policy probably went too far it ended up being unwise and and, and by the way I'm overstating I'm pointing it from his point of view not mine but we were trying to protect the victims and we were trying to find young men in particular with guns who are going to hurt people now it did go sideways and i feel bad about that but he didn't even throw in the why they were just some political operative and and maybe they're right told them don't even defend it just lie there curl up into the fetal position let them kick you until they're tired horse-faced and then, lesbians and then we'll i don't believe that came up in that context um and then we'll we'll move on. I don't think it worked.
0: No, the difference between a real debate like they have in high school and college and and these performative things is you don't have to respond to the information given you. It no. it's all about how people feel at the end. Do they feel better about you or worse? Well said. It no. doesn't work like that in like a high school debate. You can't ignore a question somebody asks you and not respond to it. You you get dinged for that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Um but Bloomberg didn't have to respond to the non-disclosure agreements and sexual harassment he could have immediately pivoted to something else politicians do that all the time they're really good at it well the good ones are good at it yeah and you forget what the original question was because all of a sudden you're off to something else but he he just stood there and took punching after punching uh we thought, didn't seem to be ready for it at all i just don't get that we'll play another long clip of that next hour where he got beat up on the um the 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 disclosure agreements with all the women Elizabeth Warren had a pretty good night she came uh, loaded for bear right out of the gate let's hear a little bit from her I'd like to talk about who we're
1: running against. A billionaire who calls women fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. And no, I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about Mayor Bloomberg. (laughs) Democrats are not going to win if we have a nominee who has a history of hiding his tax returns, of harassing women, and of supporting racist policies like redlining and stop and frisk. Look, I'll support whoever the Democratic nominee is. But understand this, Democrats take a huge risk if we just substitute one arrogant billionaire for another. This country has worked for the rich for a long time and left everyone else in the dirt. It is time to have a president who will be on the side of working families and be willing to get out there and fight for them. That is why I am in this race and that is how I will beat Donald Trump.
2: You know that just goes to show you that rhetorical skill is really important in politics. An attack dog, just being popular, like Trump, for instance, didn't win because of the low energy jab thing. It didn't hurt because it was pretty funny. Um, tough to take at times, but funny. And there was a lot of attack dogism there. She pivoted to the the main argument, which is the economy's left everybody in the dirt, behind in the dirt. You know, that Gallup poll that came out that showed the vast majority of people are actually quite cheerful about their lives makes that a tough sell. But she sold it best she could. She, you know, she gets points for sincere sounding insincerity.
0: (laughs) Uh, We got this text and it's pretty good. Warren had a glaring vulnerability with the black women exiting her Nevada campaign. Citing a hostile work environment, do you remember that story from a week or so ago? I don't know yeah. if we ever talked about it or not, but it, it got to a few headlines. Yeah, nobody, including Bloomberg, used that. That was a good thing to have for Bloomberg to have in his pocket to shoot back with her to put her back on her sensible heels mm-hmm. when she's coming at him about the uh, women with sexual harassment. You'd think they'd have had that ready. I mean, he do, he would and, and the way these things work. He wouldn't even have had to have answered the question about the uh, sexual harassment claims. Oh yeah, well I want to know how you're going to handle all the African American women who walked out of your campaign in this
2: state last week. Citing, I mean, you just right. immediately go to a different to a different topic. Right. If you want to talk about 30 years ago stuff someday, that's fine. But we're running for president right now, and right now you have a crisis. I want to hear from you. Right. Exactly. Right here well, in this state, in this city. Instead, he went with. Yeah. Well, I, uh, it's an agreement uh, signed by two consenting parties, and uh, they agreed, so uh, we agreed. And one strategist pointed out, there's
0: no good answer, so not only did he not do it, not only is it a good idea to pivot to something else, just change the subject, there's no good answer. There's no good answer for the i I made these women sign a non-disclosure agreement and gave them some cash so they'd shut up, right and and i'm not going to let them out of that there's well, no good answer a, for that
2: it was a consenting adults and mutual agreement
0: well yeah. and elizabeth warren has a pretty good response to that well okay if it's an agreement are you saying that will you let them out of their side of the agreement if they decide they do want to talk about it will you let
2: them no well, it's a good to, to agree the agreement. <laughs> uh, and i have not only one i have multiple pairs of socks with more charisma than mike bloomberg too
0: how did he get to be elected mayor of New York City three times?
2: You know, he's, he's one of those, he's a technocrat. He's a go-getter. He's a doer in his defense. He builds things. He gets things done. Uh, he's arrogant. He is uh, he, he, not a very good listener. We, we just got this text. Your apology for yesterday's
0: earworm is not accepted. There's a hole in the sky where the trees once stood. Oh, There's a somebody's hole in the make...
3: sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Come on. Yeah,
0: oh, where it's is... hard to forget that song. I was just singing
2: it walking down the hallway. Somebody, there it is. I think it was. There's love. a
3: hole in the sky. Now where... nothing remains but that hole in the sky. Where One of the tree
2: our beloved listeners was. that I don't remember. Somebody's <laughs>
3: making money. Said uh, got a... A,
2: uh, Bloomberg's got his farmer song. Put a seed in the ground, pour the water down, corn comes up, that's farming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm paraphrasing. Any knucklehead could do it. (laughs) That didn't come up last night, did it? Is Farmer Blast? I guess because it's Nevada. Mm, It's about slot machines and hookers and not farming.
2: I I thought Amy referenced it, but it didn't come off very well. As good as a good prosecutor as Elizabeth is, it's odd that Amy, who was a prosecutor, is not that good a prosecutor. Um, She's just not that, you know, she's not vicious enough. She's not verbal
0: enough. She had her one good night, that last debate. Yeah. And uh, it's probably the end of the Amy Klobuchar story. Good times.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do
0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered.